With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine. Co-host Dr. Jean Cirillo, Julie Zellman, and Frank Tadaro. This is Eye on the Future. And now, Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here every Tuesday evening at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk to you about love, life, career, and whatever's on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141 to get the best of both worlds as Dr. Jean Cirillo and I take your calls. Celebrity astrologer Ray Setti, who was scheduled to be on our show tonight, had to cancel, but he will be here next Tuesday evening. So tonight, you get more of Dr. Jean Cirillo and I as we take your calls. Our number again is 646-381-4141. The switchboard is open, and we're waiting for your call. Dr. Cirillo, we had a great show last week with author and relationship expert Rhonda Finling. I'm sure that listeners learned a great deal about men and relationships. Um, I was actually hoping this week that we'd have on, you know, the astrologer Ray Setti, um, because some, for some reason... Um, I seem to be getting such a high number of callers that are having the same kinds of relationship problems this week. It seems that many relationship issues are coming to a peak, and more so than ever, I'm seeing relationships ending. I mean, this is like, um, I would say right now, 70 to 80% of my clients are going through some major, major relationship, relationship shifts. So I'm not sure what's going on, but I was really hoping that Ray would give us some idea, you know, how the stars are aligned, and maybe it has something to do with that. But have you experienced anything unusual with any of your clients this week or in the past week or so? Well, you know, to some extent, whenever something goes wrong in one area, it puts a greater strain on other areas. So like with all the economy and the unemployment and uh, the conditions around the globe not not being that uh, wonderful. What happens is that people are not doing as well in work. They don't have as much money. Uh, they can't go out as much. Sometimes people are together more because neither one of them are working. And, and that creates strain and anger and more of a need for sacrifice because if you don't have enough money, somebody has to give something up so the partner or the kids can have something. And sure, that that is naturally going to put a greater strain on relationships than if there are no outside stressors. You know, when you're saying that, I'm thinking about, you know, the volcano, and then I'm thinking how 
that so ties into the kind of energy with people just sort of erupting. You know, that's what my clients are basically telling me. And I, I just find that very, very interesting from an energy standpoint. I hear what you're saying about the economy and all that kind of stuff, but what goes on in my head is that we've been dealing with that for months and even years at this point. But with the volcano, when did the, the, cause when did the volcano first erupt? Was it like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago? About, um, yeah. And yeah, it was at least over a week ago, erupting. definitely. And that's about how long, and it's that, when you were saying that, I'm thinking about how these relationships are just sort of like, people are just erupting, and there's like these, I don't know, major transitions going on in, in relationships right now. So, I don't know, it's, it, it definitely, to me, somehow feels like um, it's tied into, actually, with something we were talking about before the show, and that is, Perhaps the Earth changes in some way are affecting us in a greater way well, than we, we than are we the Earth. Realize. We're seventy percent water, just like the Earth. Our composition yeah. is very, very much the composition of the land around us. So, sure, when the Earth erupts, we erupt. Wow. Well, look, uh, if I may comment, uh, I mean this sounds seemingly mundane, I guess, but the whole uh, concept of we are the Earth. There is the um, uh, the whole idea of spring fever. I remember back in college that uh, you'd have all these guys in the football teams come and go into the girls and say, "Baby, I'm sorry, I cheated on you. It's just spring fever." <laughs> and 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 they, they, there would be this thing where it's just the type of year the the weather gets warmer, the flowers start blooming, and people want to as well, I guess. And uh, more often, spring break. Exactly. And the same yeah. way the bees are going around pollinating flower to flower, there's that urge that I mean, I. I You'd have people in like established relationships, you know, checking out the girl walking by because she's one wearing a little, much less because it's warmer out. Um, so I mean, there's there's that to take into account too. But that said, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on that I'm noticing too, Lady Fontaine. I know. Not just not just about relationships and stuff, but weird. And I know you're going to yell at me for using this word. Weird coincidences. Mm, weird no. coincidences that people are telling me, like, wow, this is. You know, this happened, and then, you know, what are the chances of that happening, so on and so well, forth? Well, give us an example to be a coincidence. Well, I don't believe in coincidence, so, but yeah. I would like to know what some of these quote-unquote coincidences are. Well, just uh, a girl would get on the train that they saw earlier that day, that they looked at earlier in the day, and then somehow would be next to her, and then find out that she's getting off at the same stop, mm. or... Um, or almost the identical situation where a girl told me that a guy did that. Um, and then things in my own life were just like numbers would keep repeating and so on and so forth. We talked about that before in, mm. in the past. But um, more and more frequently, because I brought it up in a conversation and other people in the conference were just like, yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. So. Well, something is going on, and I really don't know what it is. I, I, you know, I mean, the people who know me personally, and I've talked about it a bunch of times on the show, um, I definitely feel we're in for some major changes, um, you know, on December 21st, 2012, and I believe we're headed towards that point right now. Um, and I don't know what those changes are. I'd like to believe it's a it's an awakening and a you know a, a heightened level of awareness and all that other kind of stuff. But judging by all the things that are going on with the Earth right now the number of earthquakes and major volcanoes. I mean, when was the last time we had a volcanic eruption? 
you know, anything like what's going on right now. I can't even say the name of the volcano, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, hopefully it's not all negative. Hopefully some of this, uh, the the blasts and volcanoes will be positive as well. Uh, we seem to be talking about breakups and explosions and explosive relationships. Uh, but I think that sometimes it can have positive effects. I do have a friend whose uh, boyfriend is stuck in London right now and has been for a week because mm-hmm. of the volcano. And I think she's realizing more and more while he's away that she's actually more interested in pursuing a f- relationship further with him than she had previously th- thought. So hopefully this is a uh, positive thing. <laughs> well, in many ways it can be a cleansing or a clearing. You know, I guess time is going to will really tell. But, I, you know, I was looking at something um and I don't remember what website I was on, but I happened to come across a, a graph of the number of earthquakes since recorded time, you know, since we started recording them about 100 years ago. And it seemed like up until 1999 that everything was sort of, you know, at this even keel, you know, some years a few more, but it was way at the bottom, you know, of the chart. And then in 1999, things sort of shot up. And this year, I mean, it's, I, I, you know, it's a tremendous increase, and more so the magnitude of these earthquakes. I mean, it's mind-blowing. It's, 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 I don't want to say scary, but it certainly is um, interesting that there's so well, many are, things going are, on right now. Aren't we emerging from the mini ice age, and wouldn't that have a lot to do with, they say, just like during the Middle Ages, we, the, the all, entire globe is becoming a degree warmer and it doesn't have anything to do with global warming right it's just i know a natural right. process and that that could create uh, eruptions you know anything that that becomes warmer is more likely uh to explode and that looks I, like I that's agree. What's happening well we're way overdue for an ice age i mean typically they come what every 26,000 years or something like that and we're overdue for it so i believe that's part of what all the changes that are coming for 2012 are going to be. I mean, here in in this area, I think we're going to be under um, two miles of ice in a couple years anyhow. But wait, a minute, wait a minute. I thought we were warming up and the ice was no, melting. No, no, but that, water and drowning. No, no, but see, that warms up the oceans, and then somehow that causes the, I don't know from a, a scientific standpoint that what happens, but ultimately time, it leads us towards an ice age. It warms up before... It, it hits that cold point. I'm really looking for a geologist and some people who really, from an Earth perspective, understand what's going on that can give us a little bit of clarity on that. Um, and I'm also looking for somebody to be a guest on the show that's more geared towards, you know, the major um, changes and, the, the, you know, that were predicted by the Mayans for 2012. So hopefully in upcoming months we'll have some interesting guests that we could explore this subject more and more. I mean, I find it fascinating and interesting and it's very interesting how things are tying in with relationships. It really is. Um, did anybody happen to see this really bizarre article that I saw on CNN I, I, today um, where some Iranian um, cleric said something about the earthquakes are caused by women being promiscuous? <laughs> <laughs> no, but an Iranian and Orthodox uh, Arab uh, person would probably say that. Yeah. Well, it's I not about men being promiscuous. You notice that? I mean, that's okay. For yeah, every promiscuous okay. man, there had to be a woman. But uh, <laughs> Ooh, and that's that in perfectly with our male bail question, which is coming later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And now it's time <laughs> for Lady Fontaine's 
thought for the day. Well, one of my favorite quotes is by Marianne Williamson. Um, To me, this quote says it all, and this is her quote. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't, <clears throat> excuse me, won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. If we all could only learn to embrace those those words, our world and life would be so different than what we create for ourselves. So stop expecting the worst, guys. Stop thinking small, because yes, you, yes, you, all of you deserve the very best in life, and I send you positive healing energy to begin to manifest your wildest dreams beginning today. Um, The last few sentences were my sentences, were my words, but she, that to me, that really says it all. I mean, unfortunately... I feel the human race just today tends to have such a low self-esteem. Um, and Dr. Cirillo, do you have any suggestions or words that you could sort of um, share with the listener about, you know, how do we deal with low self-esteem these days? Well, you know, there's low self-esteem. A lot of people confuse self-esteem with narcissism. Like they say that the bullies really have high self-esteem. So people favor humility. The Judeo-Christian ethic is that pride goes before a fall, and uh, it's the opposite of Marianne Williamson that's saying you you should have self-esteem, the enlightened uh, ethic. But what's really happening is that uh, people don't feel good about themselves, and that's where they find the need to put somebody else down or the need to, uh, let's say, hate a certain ethnic group because at least you're superior by being part of your group or the need to compare yourself with others or accumulate material possessions, that doesn't come from high self-esteem. That comes from low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. True self-esteem, you're, you're happy with yourself, you trust your own judgment, and uh, you don't have to compare with anybody. If anything, you want to help other people, uh, you want to shine your light and bring them up, not put anybody down. And that's exactly what she says. I mean, the last couple of sentences of her speech are, and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. They so, shine under our bright light, and then, then their own lights, yeah, can shine right, because right. they're not uh, lighting up the whole room alone. Sure. I particularly uh, like the first thing you said, Jean, about the uh, the mistaking of, humi- of humility or lack of humility for self-confidence and vice versa. Uh, that's something that I personally have have trouble with. Uh, 
And uh, it, yeah, that's the, probably the most commonly mistaken thing, and the reason why people don't become more assertive—not just uh, just not even thinking about the bullying aspect. I mean, that's that, that's that's ridiculous. But uh, but yeah, the, the reason why people don't assert themselves probably is that they're afraid of being considered pompous asses. Uh, mm-hmm. They, that that, that is home for me. Yeah. But what do we do about it? I mean, you know, is there like a quick? I mean, there's no quick cure or anything, but what would be positive steps? Um, because, the, unfortunately, all the things that we talk about on a week-to-week basis about manifesting this brilliant, you know, reality for yourself is going to be impossible if, A, you don't feel worthy of it, and, B, you don't feel you can do it. And if you have a low self-esteem, you're going to fall into that class where you don't feel you can do it and you don't feel you're worthy of it. Well, that that happens that you don't feel you're worthy of it, but that that comes from the low self-esteem. It comes from being told uh, not to exceed your family. It usually, self-esteem isn't something that that you develop at age twenty. It's something that happens uh, before age two. Mm-hmm, you know, a child feeling that they can take risks and that they're okay and they're not bad and. Uh, you know, in this family, I can succeed, and and everybody will still love me. And a lot of times, kids are taught just the opposite. You know, keep a low profile, uh, or if they if they're allowed when they're children to shine later on, they're taught uh, hold back a little bit. You know, uh, bit by bit, protection from other people's envy. And what happens is people don't usually envy those with self-esteem. They envy those with particular. Uh, qualities like money, beauty, uh, intelligence, and, you know, those people at the same time could have very low self-esteem. So self-esteem doesn't create enemies or envy in anybody. It's it's, uh, flaunting and bragging and being pompous, as as Frank would say. Yes. So now phone lines are open. Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Get the best of both worlds as they intuitively answer all of your relationship questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Be sure to note our new address, that is mailbag, at LadyFontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. And now, Lisa Staltari's Starline Report. Hi, this is Lisa with the Starline Report. Aries, money doesn't grow on trees, but with your enthusiasm and hope in the future, you can almost see it. Watch out for your temper on the 25th. You might regret words said in haste. The 26th sees a showdown of sorts at the office. It's time to clear the air and focus on what is real. Taurus, on the 23rd, passion is high, but so too is your need to truly feel secure. You may have some difficulties with a partner. By the 24th, love is stable and calm again. The full moon on the 28th illuminates your life with emotion, wants, and needs, and ultimately, clarity. Gemini, much of your life is still undercover for the moment. That's okay. You are busy trying to connect all those dots and cross all those T's. Someone's words on the 25th 
could unlock the key that you have been searching for or create more things to hide. You are just about to make a major change. Review the past and look forward to the future. Cancer, you are a student of human nature and this week gives you lots of lessons. On the 23rd, you're amazed at how a friend's values are not your own. A neighbor or relative imparts wisdom on the 24th. The full moon on the 28th inspires your romantic nature. It may be time to make that move or plan that moment. Go for it. Leo, you reap some benefits this week from your ability to think outside that box. Others may not be so enthusiastic. Don't let them rain on your parade. The full moon on the 28th focuses your attention on home and family matters that need to be figured out once and for all. Virgo, you continue to ponder your place in the world. On the 23rd, a partner delights you with a surprise that further illuminates your life. Someone's words are not appreciated on the 25th. Try not to overreact. On the 26th, it is possible that you need to break free in a major way from some part of your past that is holding up your future. Libra, a very active week when you will be making progress on the work front and perhaps seeing finally the light. On the 23rd, avoid family dramas that are not of your own making. On the 24th, the past shows you the future. The full moon on the 28th shows you just where that pot of gold is. It's up to you to find it. Scorpio, a showdown of sorts with a partner may be dramatic but necessary on the 23rd. A friend is there for you when you truly need them on the 24th. Count those blessings indeed. Venus moves into your financial zone on the 25th. Your values are at the heart of what you need to focus on to expand your concept of what wealth really is. Sagittarius, for such a big picture person, you are a little dismayed this week when everyone is focusing on such to you, trivial matters. A money matter may explode on the 23rd, but you figure out a way to make it work for you. The Saturn-Uranus opposition on the 26th means change is definitely on the way in your life. It's up to you to figure out what kind you want. Capricorn, with a bevy of planets in your love zone, you just need to realize that this is your time to have fun and be playful. Work will still be there when that time has passed. The Saturn-Uranus opposition urges you to step out of your comfort zone and explore new places, concepts, and life paths. It could be your time to break free. Aquarius, a real estate matter is resolved in a very dramatic but unexpected fashion for you on the 23rd. You need to learn from this experience, no matter if it's positive or negative. The Saturn-Uranus opposition affects your money. It's time for you to take a stand and claim what is rightfully yours. Pisces, you are feeling as if you can move mountains this week. On the 23rd, a family member provides an unexpected benefit. Even if a friend is not on board, you do what is right for you. The Saturn-Uranus opposition of the 26th is personal, profound, and permanent. It will help you cross that bridge and jump that fence. Bravo! This is Lisa with the Starline Report. Always remember to follow your star. Well, I can't help but think there's a special message in there for me because I'm a Gemini, and she specifically said that this week I'll be connecting the dots. And as you may recall, that's the name of my book that I hope to get published this year. So there's got to be something in that because you don't believe in <laughs> that's a good one. one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> good. Oh, you were asking me for examples before? There you go. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Well, I have That's to think about one. that one. I know, I have to think about that one. Since I don't believe in coincidence, she must have somehow psychically picked that up. <laughs> Connecting the dots. 
That's yep. very good, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, it's, it's almost, uh, you know, like my Marlon Brando. Remember the name of the dog? Oh, yeah. That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> We're going to do another show. We're going to do, we have um, most of May and June, I think, booked already, but we're going to do a show, another show on intuition, just so I could see how Dr. Cirillo does. He was <laughs> amazing. Yes, Uh-oh. you were you were amazing. We're going to try it again. Well, hey, you there know was what's nothing. Funny? No, go on, go on. I used to go like, uh, if my dad would be, he was allowed, uh, the, the adults were allowed to play for money at our church bazaars. He would always take me with him because I would guess which way the wheel was going to turn, like if it was going to go over to two numbers. But yet, I think I told this story. My own luck was always so bad. All the kids used to come on the bus with these big toys that they won at the bazaar, and they would say, Cirillo, what'd you win? And I'd be like, nothing. And I would be so <laughs> upset. Every, so my own luck, but isn't that supposed to be part of psychic intuition that you can help others, but you can't use it selfishly or you lose it? I I can't, like, I always try to win the lottery, and it hasn't worked yet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it me with, like, powerful being like, what, $252 million? I kept, I was saying today, please, just give me the numbers. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Um, so, I, yes, I agree that, you know, uh, I, I'm not even good at reading things myself. I'm good at getting, um, um, in, you know, an intuitive feeling about things for myself. But if I sit down and try to do, you know, isolate things for myself, my emotions are too involved and I can't really do it. But, exactly. Oh, that happens even with you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you're but when it still happens, your own feelings get in the way. Yeah, it does. I mean, that because then I start going, well, is that a psychic impression or is it a feeling? And you know, even before I I was got sick and ended up in the hospital, almost exactly what I ended up in the hospital with was a, something that popped into my mind two weeks before. Oh, I'm and sure we could I do an entire show about that. Right, <laughs> and I didn't act on it. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, what, what? You know, it's like it just passes through your mind. I didn't know what it was. But that happens a lot. But, right. you know, when, if, if, let's assume I'm in a romantic relationship or something like that, and I'm trying to, you know, uh, sort things out. It's very hard when your emotions get involved. Very, very hard. I'm sure. That's why I can't analyze myself. <laughs> well, we'll analyze you for you, okay? Okay, okay, that's a deal. Well, I, and I'll give you psychic readings. That's a deal. You got it. Because you're very good. I would have no reservations in going to you, Jean. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hold my career. That's true. Uh-huh, you will. Soon we're going to be seeing the Dr. Jean Cirillo psychic show. So let's let's start seeing if Manus Carroll cover that. <laughs> I doubt that. Trust me, I doubt that highly. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, now it's time for Lady Fontaine's mailbag question. Ladies, you ready for this? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we received this question for Lady Fontaine and G- Dr. Jean Cirillo from Erin in New Orleans. Ooh, I love New Orleans. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. Go ahead. Dear Lady Fontaine, I don't understand men. Please help. About 15 years ago, I worked with a great guy. There was chemistry galore between the two of us. It sounds weird coming from my voice for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and did I mention a lot of flirting? I apologize, Aaron, if, if, if I make you sound a little too manly and too <laughs> ironic. But 
He never did actually ask me out, except for an occasional lunch. But we talked a lot at a few office parties and got pretty close. He told me he was separated. Since things never really picked up momentum, I moved on and dated other men and honestly forgot all about him. Then, out of nowhere, he resurfaces a few months ago. His emails to me, uh, he emails me to tell him to call him, tell me to call him. After several emails from him, I finally did, and we talked. And he said he wanted to see me. He wanted to talk to me. After me blowing him off for many months, we finally did hook up. I was not at all attracted to him anymore and listened to him and wondered what I ever saw in him. This isn't really a question about love, but it's a question about trying to understand men. Somewhere during dinner, he told me he was married. I figured this was a second wife. After dissecting things with my head, my, with my head completely spinning, the truth came out. He never left his wife, and they had a second child and are still together. Apparently, he isn't happy, but for God knows what reason he hasn't left. I made it pretty clear that I had no interest in fooling around or being anyone's second choice. So after a few emails of saying we'd hook up again, he put the ball in my court and said if I wanted to see him, to call. I didn't, and since then we have exchanged one or two emails, but that's it. I have no regrets. Keep in mind those are in all capitals, no regrets. At all. But I am trying to understand men. This is the second man who has entered my life, who is married and not leaving the relationship, and wanting a fling, or a romance, or God knows what. What happened to the morals, with what happened to our morals and society? Why are so many men fooling around? Thank you for your insight, and can you suggest to me how to avoid, all the capitals, men, like this? Aaron. I'm actually going to let Eugene go run with this first, and then I'll, I'll fill in the blanks here. Well, you know, I'm wondering how it is that Aaron, who knew this guy pretty well, you know, as a friend or a co-worker, how she didn't know that he was married or what his relationship was with the first wife, that she thought of he might have gotten divorced and remarried. Uh, she didn't know about the second child. I mean, it sounds like there were a lot of fantasies that she had about this guy, even saying once they actually hooked up, she didn't find him that attractive. It fits in with, uh, you know, my constantly referring to Carl Jung's theory about how you fall in love with the fantasy of what you'd like it to be, and you project it onto someone who is nothing like that. And she created this whole uh, image of this guy because she didn't know him that well. And then, Mm. you know, not to know how many kids somebody has or that they're married, they're still on their first wife but uh, they want a relationship. I, I think there were a lot of holes that she was aware of, and she just kind of filled them in to ease some kind of emptiness because she doesn't say anything about other people in, in the middle you know, of that 15 years. That's what I'm thinking. I think that was a, that's the real issue. What is it that's lacking that uh, she's not finding because this guy really uh, is missing quite a bit, including uh, being free and available. Mm. Um, I, I do remember seeing in this letter that she did say that she did end up moving on and dated others, but she didn't really talk about the other people that she dated. Um, my perspective of this, you know, is that it was um, more like a fantasy kind of relationship or romance on both of their parts. 
Um, the one thing that jumped out, the two things that jumped out at me is, one, her question is, you know, what happened to our morals in society? Why are so many men fooling around? And she said that's more of what her question is here. And that, I don't know what the answer is to that, but I see it all the time. Unfortunately, um, you know, I would say 75% of my clients um, at least uh, one, you know, at one point or another, end up in with a situation like this, either with a married man, a married woman, um, or they're looking around, or they're the ones cheating. And I, I don't know what the answer is as far as how our society got to this point. Well, um, isn't access so much easier? I mean, even the fact that this guy could email her out of the blue, I don't know if he would have picked up the phone necessarily, mm-hmm. but the fact that he could just email her because he had her email address, you know, with Facebook and Twitter and all the ways of contacting people that's kind of passive, uh, you'd kind of test the waters that way. Right. I, I agree with that. I, I feel since we have um, email and chat and all that other kind of stuff, a lot of things are said that would never be said if, thing, if people were dealing with each other face-to-face. And I do feel that's, uh, that's a big piece of the problem. But I don't know. I, I don't really have an answer for what, how our society is is in this shape. What concerned me about her email was, or her letter to us was, she said this is the second guy that has entered her life who was married and not leaving a relationship and wanting a fling or a romance. So um, I was really focusing on that aspect and what I saw in her energy um, that might be drawing that in. And, you know, to me, Erin feels to me to be, um, quite successful, quite actually together, and quite independent. And my gut feeling is she's projecting that out and not really that interested in really settling down and really, really starting a relationship. Therefore, she ends up attracting people into her life that aren't are in the same boat, aren't that really are safely unavailable. A relationship. What was that? That's what we would say. That's safely unavailable. Right, okay. You know, you can keep your fantasy going and you can have some companionship and some attachment and never have to make that commitment yourself because they're really tied to somebody else, so they're less likely than you to to want it or to demand it. Yeah, I mean, to me, her energy is very, very independent, very self-sufficient, um, and I don't feel that she's one that falls easily. I really, really don't. From what I feel in her energy, I feel she's a very analytical and calculated thinker um, and that she processes things and, and kind of needs, you know, information before she just jumps at something. You know, in other words, she's not the kind that just, you know, goes with the flow of things and just, oh, I'll give this a try or whatever. I feel it all has to add up to her. Um, and I feel she's very cautious with herself, and, you know, when whatever it is that we are is what we're going to end up attracting um, to us, so I feel that's a big piece of what's going on. I don't really feel she's seriously looking to end up in a serious relationship, therefore she, you know, this is what she attracts, but it was a good question. I mean, Jean, do you have any um, advice or thoughts of, for women in general who are who get approached by married men all the time that that somehow they're projecting that it's okay for uh them to be the part-time girl right not that they want to be second in anybody's life but that they're willing to accept that role that they're not somebody who demands say to be 
the girl that you take out on Saturday night or the person who uh, you're going to go to your sister's wedding with. You know, that's one bad thing about a married man. He's never available the times when you want him, and he's always available (laughs) when you don't. So, I mean, from that point of view, uh, you're really defeating your own purpose. But uh, she's, she's projecting that she will accept half a relationship. Right, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about self-esteem. You know, if you, I feel, if you um, really um, have a good self-esteem, you're going to want better than a half of a relationship. And you're going to feel you deserve better, so you'll project that attitude. Oh, okay, you're married, you know, we can be friends, fine, but that's it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to to just... I kind of interject and say when I first read this uh, this letter before we went on the air, I was a little I was a little wary of where this would go. But the t- two of you guys hit the nail on the head directly, drove it into the big old wooden board of life, and and the, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Thank you. This is this Thank is uh, what is a uh, what concerns me is that Aaron uh, thinks that this is the norm. And it's really good that you guys just yeah, exactly that you you explain this is not the norm. This is that's the real punchline of this whole thing is that Aaron, you have to understand that the world isn't like that, and it's not full of every guy being married who's going to hit on you. It, yeah, it, there's the a lot. There's, you know, is what's in your head, and this is the way she sees it, and the objective right, interpretation yes. is that it's exactly so, right. Frank you can only see right there. through the perspective, from, through your own eyes, and whatever you believe is going to become your reality. So, Which goes back to what to your message, uh, since I've joined this show, Lady Fontaine, which is you create your own reality. Mm-hmm. And what you put into the universe comes back at you. Right. So, Erin, change it up. Right. <laughs> put something else out there. Right, and there's no way around that. That's the thing. There really is no way around that. There, like the things that we've been talking about the past few weeks about strategizing and doing things different, you know, to get different results in a relationship, those are patches. Those aren't things that are really going to change anything drastically. They're, they're, they're techniques, but they're not. It's not like you could fool the universe by just doing this bunch of techniques. If she started to do some of the techniques that we told her about, the guys might be a little bit more attentive or this or that, but it doesn't mean that she would start drawing in men that weren't married. She has some inner work to do herself. So, Erin, don't miss one episode of Eye on the Future with Lady Bunda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So th- are we ready to take calls, guys? I believe we are. All right. So, so our, the first so. caller that we're going to take is Michelle, who has questions about her ex-husband. So, okay. here's Michelle. Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. How can we help you tonight? Well, I I am talking with my ex-husband, mm-hmm. and he uh, just ended his marriage. Uh, he and I were married many years ago, and um, so I I would like to see us get back together in a permanent relationship. You mean he ended his second marriage, his remarriage? Yes, he did. Okay, and now he now he wants to go back with wife number one. Uh, no, he has not expressed that. He has not expressed that. We're talking, and uh, I'm expressing that. I Not to him. I'm just, you know, right now talking about it. So you still want him back? Um, yeah, I want to move forward. Attachment. 
Yeah, a strong attachment because there was somebody else in between. You you divorced and, and you're saying that you've gotten over the hurt or the pain and you really would like to have a second uh, chance with this. It's enduring. Yes, and he... Um he, oh, we we have started uh, talking, and it, it's very friendly, and and um, it's it's just something he when I when uh, he and I were divorced, he came back two different times to me, and each time I said no, and now I'm um, thinking I well that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling that I want to. Um, start fresh with him. What is his first name, Michelle? His first name is Mike. Mike. All right. Um, All right, a couple things are jumping out at me. First of all, um, I do feel some potential here. I definitely do. Um, You know, it almost feels to me that you know, even when he was in another relationship that, you know, it's coming through that you guys really haven't run your course, that um, he, he, you know, was thinking about you, that he was, um, you know, almost hoping that something would shift and change. Now, when you say that he came back to you twice before, was that while he was married? Oh, no, no, no. It was before he met his wife and, and married her. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, it feels like it, even while he was married, he had a desire to to reconnect with you. How long was he actually married for? Uh, twenty one years. Not with you, but for this with this other person. Uh, twenty one years. He, oh, okay. He's, he told me that they were they were working on the marriage for sixteen years. Mm. Well, I do feel you guys are going to have the opportunity. Um, what I highly suggest is let him step forward um, and put his cards up on the table before you jump in, you know, before you volunteer or say that you really would like to give this a shot and go slow with it. The downside of what I see is that um, it's not really a downside. I just feel it will be a real challenge for you guys for some reason. It just feel i mean was it a challenging marriage did because the way your your energies overlap it almost feels to me um it just i don't know the flow just isn't necessarily the compatibility sometimes almost as if it's a tug of war at times and if you say you know you say black he says white it just feels to me you take opposing sides and see see situations in totally a different light. Is that true? Um, when we were in marriage counseling, before we ended our marriage, uh, I was told by our marriage counselor that um, we were competitive. We're firstborn. He's a firstborn. I'm a firstborn. Uh, uh, from from a psychological standpoint, Dr. Cirillo, does that have, a pre- does that have any... Any precedent? Well, you both want to be the leaders if you're both firstborn, and usually you're pretty, uh, you pretty much know what you want. You know, you have strong likes and dislikes, and you can often go after it and get it and set the trend for everybody else. 
but I'm getting a sense too that he might be a little bit timid. Just the fact that he was, he he left you, he, you know, you divorced. He was with this other woman. They were working on the marriage, but it didn't work that well. But they stayed together 21 years, and then he calls you. Possibly, you have more life experience, and you've seen a lot of different people. And he seems to be somebody that's always with family, and in a sense, you and this ex-wife now of a family and you know I, I think that he has to kind of broaden his emotional expectations it, he seems to not have gone beyond uh, being the 12 year old boy who's the oldest of the family I'm, I'm just getting that sense and that he doesn't really know how being a husband is a little bit different from being uh, a family member and, and uh, you know being in charge is, is that the sense that you might have dated uh, or you might have a lot more friends and experience than him and he kind of tries to stick in a familiar situation even if it's with different people? Uh, I I might have... Well, I'm not sure. I'd have to think about that. I have to think about that. Uh, the problem, the reason our marriage ended was the classic for a lot of people, it was severe money problems that was the root of all everything. And mm-hmm. there isn't any more money problem today. And and there will mm-hmm. never be money problem. And so I I don't know. I just thought... Um, the lack of I, money is more of a problem. When you don't have enough, you're really struggling. Was he like a childhood sweetheart? High school I know we were brothers? both very... No, uh, um, no, we were young. We were young. Yeah, yeah. We were, so you were young, and he did. You, it sounds like he didn't have a lot of experience before you, and maybe he didn't afterward. But uh, you know, now he's saying this is the one person that that there's still an attachment to. The early, the early uh, attachments are the strongest. It's kind of like why if you're married and somewhat happy, you shouldn't go to a high school reunion and meet an old boyfriend. And and you're like the old girlfriend, the old wife, the one that he still feels is his soulmate. I got a sense that he at uh, least thinks of you as a soulmate. Do you think of him that way? I think she does. Yeah. Michelle, I, I do feel you guys are going to have um, a, a, another go at this. Um, I do agree with what Dr. Cirillo is saying about him having a very, very strong comfort level with you. Um, it's there. He's drawn towards you. I feel even through the 21 years that, that he was married to someone else, um, he still, there was, there's this underlying um, sense of comfort with you. There just is. You guys are going to have another shot at this. Um, what I would like to suggest, I mean, to me it feels like um, there's a lot of rebuilding to do in this relationship, and I feel he will bring it up to you. I feel it's going to go slow, so it feels to me that you guys are going to have um, a while here of just talking, and don't try to push it along. Allow him to step up to the plate. I feel he will by some, by, I would say middle of summer at the latest, could be the end of summer, but certainly before fall, he will step up to the plate and want and start either throwing out little feelers to see how receptive you you are or will be. Um, again, go slow. If you guys can get into counseling before you um, 
start making mistakes. I feel that would also help you guys along a great deal. But it has some potential here. It just does. For whatever reason, and perhaps it's the energy, like you said, you had um, you know, major financial problems when you were together. Um, it just feels to me you guys were on opposite ends of the rainbow when you guys were together. That's what my greatest concern is. Perhaps, you know, the 21 years has matured you guys and, you know, you're different people today and you would handle things differently. I'm sure that you would handle things differently. But if you need counseling, get it early. Don't let things go to uh, get to a point where, you know, you are going in separate directions because the potential is there for that. Okay, well, thank you. You're very thank welcome. You. Let us know how it works out. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Who is our next caller? Well, Lady Vonday, next we have up uh, Lisa. Lisa wants to know where her writing and speaking career is going. Okay. Okay. Lisa. Hi. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. Good. Hanging in there. I just want to see what, you know, what you see from me this year and, going forward, anything you want me to look out for, things of that nature? All right. Um, let me tell you right off, I'm feeling very, very good about things for you. Um, I'm actually seeing fireworks right off, so I feel that there are going to be some major shifts and major changes and major doors opening for you. It almost feels to me that either there's a book, an article, a something that you either have in your head or that you you are, you know, you, you have out there already um, that is going to explode big time. But tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing um, so Dr. Cirillo can get a little bit of background on this. Sounds and interesting, I'll tell you what writing a speaking career. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm a sexuality educator, and I'm actually, I specialize in dating and relationships. <laughs> um, I started with the teen market first, doing nonprofit work, um, after conversations with college women about when they first learned about their sexual issues or relationship issues, how it started in adolescence, and I went from there. So I started my own company three years ago um, while I was in grad school. So it's just like a definite, you know, I've been working hard for many years, and this is the year I've been just pushing through and have my own column in an online magazine and working on, you know, seminars and teaching continuing ed. So I just have really been pushing. So I feel like what, you know, I was curious about what you see, and I'm really happy doing it. So, um yeah, that's getting paid to do what you would pay to do. That's real success. Are you supporting yourself uh, wholly, or do you have to maintain another job also? Well, um, I did that a while ago, but I ended up moving back home to be able to do it fully and just worry about just starting it up, which is a mm -hmm. big sacrifice, really huge on my end because I'm so independent. I didn't want to come back, <laughs> but I did yeah. because now I can focus on it, and it really helps because now I, I do live advice. Um, I do on the phone, so I do telephone consultations, and that's how it's starting up now. But I'm definitely pushing to get another writing gig, and that seems to be working because I'm negotiating something right now. So, and I network to death. So, <laughs> that's it in a nutshell for now. Well, I feel very good about it. I I think that without a doubt, doors are going to be opening for you. I feel your energy very aligned with what it is that you're doing. Um, I feel, um, you know, it, it, it just feels to me that, Lisa, that you, this is what you're made to do. And I feel every ounce of your energy focused on what you're doing. And I feel you're extremely good at what you're doing. And many, many doors are going to open up 
for you. Um, so right now, how how are you doing? You said public speaking. What are you doing with the public speaking? Well, I actually, um, because I started my own company while I was in school, I created a workshop on how to do that and how to push yourself through, you know, uh, blockages, confidence blocks, things of that nature. I created an entire workshop series on that, and I submitted it for continuing it at some of the New York colleges. And I, and I met with someone, and they're actually willing to take it on, so I'm just waiting for the last couple of details before I actually sign on. Well, that's going to oh. come through for you without a doubt. Really? Oh, yes. great. Yeah, I mean, I'm extremely drawn towards that. I feel your, um, you know, the, the, the telephone sessions or whatever that you're doing right now, I feel are going to grow as well. I do feel opportunities for you that you don't even see or don't even know about at this point um, opening up for you. To me, it feels like it's still going to be a while before, um, you know, these major, major opportunities, uh, you know, manifest for you. But I would say... As we head, head towards the end of this year, year, there's going to be at least one, perhaps two, brand new, spanking brand new um, openings. You know, it just feels like doors are going to open and something that you haven't even dreamt of is going to be really ushered in towards you. So I feel good about it. Um, I, the best advice I can give you is stick with it because I do feel um, – I would say the next four to six months feel to me that at times you're going to feel challenged and at times you're going to almost feel like you're spinning your wheels and going nowhere, but those doors are opening and they're going to open. I would say some major things are going to open for you before the end of the year. Well, like a book deal or, or some kind of national TV or something of that National nature, TV, that actually, I feel very good about. That might not be by the end of this year, but it's definitely in your future. Oh, great. What do you I mean? Wait, people planting the seeds. Yeah, I feel like I've been planting like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard because you need money to live while you're planting, and exactly. and I guess that's my concern that you feel the anxiety and yeah, that exactly. everybody. So Lisa, keep in touch with us with this, yeah. and um, shoot me an email as well because I'd be very interested to know a little bit more about what you're doing. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Yeah, and keep Thank us you. posted because I know you're going to do well. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, who else do we have on the we line? We have lots of callers tonight. Good. Our next caller is going to be Shauna. She got a job notice. It ends 615, which is in a couple of months, so she wants to know if something new is coming soon. Okay. Shauna. Hi, Shauna. Hi. Hi. What's going on? So you've gotten a notice that your your current gig is en- is ending? Yes, that's correct. I've been there seven years almost, and... Um, well, we just had a stroke of not such good luck with uh, contracts, losing quite a few contracts. So mm. they've had to make some business decisions, and yeah. All right. Um, so you're going to be you're going to be let go on June fifteenth because I feel something for you um, as early as I would say July. Um, it does. Do you do? Is this a contract job that you have? Because what I feel coming up for you feels contract related, not full time. That's exactly what I do. Okay. I, I, well, I, I. Well, I'm sorry. I I work contracts right now. I don't. Okay, so you work on a contract basis, like a six month basis, or no, something. no, 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 no. I actually, I'm actually the person who puts the contracts together. Together. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. 
and but I, I'm going to be honest, and I don't know what to do with what I'm getting because what it feels to me is that an opportunity is going to come up in July um, that felt to me that it would be on a contract basis for you so okay. that you would not be going in and getting a you know vice president level job or something like that, but right. it could be a try and buy or it could be something that starts with the six-month contract and then leads to some full-time employment for okay. you. Okay. Um, but it doesn't feel to me that there's going to be a big gap, and um, I'm actually feeling um, – you're going to get the job through a female who has uh, – I'm not sure if this is her own company, but but the name of the company has two names, like uh, two last names. And I kind of feel she's one of the principals in the company. She's the person who's actually going to be getting you the new job or hooking you up with whoever, you know, with the new employer. Um, that being said, I still feel another opportunity for you back with the company that you're at right now, um, but I feel that will be three to six months down the road they are going to end up calling you back. Okay, wow. Okay, great. Good luck. Focus on some of the competition, too. A lot of times when one place loses a contract, uh, the competition picks it up, and they're looking for the people that already know how to do the work. I, I know of a situation, this is with insurance, where they lost one major contract and just about three-quarters of the people I used to deal with at one place and now at the other place because they right away got in early, so they got the highest positions working for the uh, competition. Right. You know what, and that's the only thing I, I, I thought was working against me is because the major contracts that we lost, we lost them last year around this time. And so a lot of people have already been swept up. And I'm the one who works on behalf of the company and, and working with the government and making sure the contract stays, uh, you know, mm. on on top of each on top of things. I don't actually go Maybe out. you have to be a little more self-serving. And also, yeah. while you have to keep, you know, it's your duty. They're paying you to make sure the contract stays. But at the same time, look out of the corner of your eye for if it doesn't stay, What's your ace in the hole? Where is it going? So yeah, I see that the now. Yeah. yeah, you have to be a little bit self-serving in, in a position because the people who employ you certainly are. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. You. Well, good luck to you. you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Who is our next caller? Well, coming up next, we got Hope. Hope wants to know Hope. if she should take a friendship the level of a romantic relationship. Ooh, okay. Ah, that's Hope. always a risk. Yes. <laughs> Take it to the next level. Changes the chemistry, but should you do it? Well, let's hear yes. the details. I hope. Yes. I, hi, I've known him a couple of years, and he's been, we've been out of touch because he's moved out of state, and he's just moved back in, and we've been talking again, oh, I'd say probably about three to four months, and I'm going to go down there this weekend just on Saturday. I'm not going to spend the night. I'm just going to go down there for the day because he still lives about three hours away. But mm-hmm. he wants to take it to the next level. And I don't want to, you know, change the chemistry of the friendship because he is such a sweetheart. I do want more, but then I'm kind of scared if we get into more that if something happens, I might lose that friendship. What is his first name? His first name is Stuart. Ooh, well, 
I just, ooh. <laughs> wow, I got goosebumps when you said his name. I'm kind of feeling it's going to, you're, you're, when you see him, and I just feel it's, you're going to have no choice in this matter. It's just going to sort of um, develop into more. I, I feel, um, I, I, what I want to say, um, more than a, a wonderful chemistry between the two of you, it's this, like, like I said, I have the goosebumps. It's, it's full of hope and, ex- oh, hope for hope, of course, um, full mm-hmm. of hope and expectation and fun and excitement and just this continuity between your energies. I feel it's just going to propel itself there, you know, want it or not. Plus, I feel he seriously does want to take it to the next level. I feel in your energy fear of of losing, um, which is holding you back from being able to step forward, and that's understandable. Um, you know, I do feel there's, there will be an awkwardness in the energy if you guys do propel this to the next level. But I, do you have, like, that the, the goosebumps around him? Because that's coming through so strong in your energy. He's such a sweetheart, and it seems like he knows me, and he... He said he loves me for who I am, mm-hmm. and that, just, you know, he is such a sweetheart. I'm just scared that I would lose that. I want to, I don't know, maybe it's a psychologist in me. Maybe I'm overanalyzing everything. <laughs> You're well, in the psychology field? Yes, I work at a mental health facility. I work with children. I do behavior modification with children. Okay. Well, it sounds like is this guy and you you live sep- you live far away from each other. It's sort of a long distance relationship. Yeah, he wants me to move there, and I'm thinking, okay. you know, because what I'm I thinking want- in a way that's good because even if the two of you get together in in a physical sense, even mm-hmm. if it turns out that you're not that compatible as lovers. I think because it's a distant relationship, you can still maintain the friendship because a lot of what you do is phone and text and email and everything else. If you lived right next door to each other, that would be awkward once you got yes. together to then be go back to being friends. I don't see it as that much of a problem if you're far away. Now, of course, if it really works, then, then you know, it's up to you if you'd want to change your job and move over by him, but that in itself is a big change because it's also a change for work and uh, everything else if you're a professional. Yes. And I, yeah, and that's why I'm so hesitant. I mean, if we get along so well, I love the job that I'm at. I'm just going to have to give it, you know, pick up and and move there. And I think I'm more hesitant of the change. Mm-hmm. Big know. changes. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm just really hesitant of big changes, though. So. Well, I feel good about it, Hope. I I feel it's going to evolve. It has a very strong potential of evolving into something more. Um, I'm not feeling, you know, let me me put it to you this way. We all have free choice. Obviously, if you don't want to go in that direction, it, it, it isn't going to go there, but the potential is certainly there. My gut feeling is, based on this goosebump feeling that I have, it's just going to evolve and happen. Um, I don't feel it's going to be the end of, you know, your friendship or, or, you know, the end of having him in your life. Now, that being said, there's always risks in relationships. You know, I mean, there's, you know, even if something is, has the most phenomenal potential, you know, I, I, there's, psychics are not going to tell you that, oh, this, is, this one's going to definitely last for the rest of your life. The potential 
is there for something to be long-lasting, but nobody can guarantee you that he isn't going to wake up or you're not going to wake up one day and just say, I want something different. Um, But the potential is here in this relationship. Honestly, I have the goosebumps. I can't shake this. I'm feeling such excitement and anticipation and happiness. I just feel you guys are going to flow into something. I feel, I, I, I honestly believe him when he says that he loves you for who you are. Um, I believe he, he, as sweet as he is, I feel he could be persistent, and I feel ultimately he's going to win you over. Yes. Uh, you know, that's what I, I want to take things slowly and one step at a time, because he wants me to move down there right now, and I so, think, well, you have to worry. Really. Why doesn't he move up by you? Right. You know, you're the one that has to make the major move, and you have a good job, so... You can't decide that overnight. I, I would keep the long-distance yeah. relationship going first, and if that's, if that's your resilience, then, then yeah, move to the next step. Hope. Yeah, I don't he have does. any family. Yeah, I don't have any family here, and all of his family's there. And his mom assists him because he's got a, a five-year-old daughter, so he's got oh. more connections there than I do he's where I am. more rooted. I mean, if you end up doing that, give it six months, eight months or longer of doing a long-distance relationship before you make any quick moves. And tell him that you need some space. Say, you know, um, know, I want to see you. I want to keep, you know, uh, keep talking and stuff. But tell him these are life choices for you, and you can't really be pushed into it because I don't want you to make a move that you're uncomfortable with, because I feel the fear in you big time. I mean, I don't, I don't think that there's anybody on the phone here that isn't hearing it. You know, it's not even a psychic yeah. thing. I could hear it in your voice. Um, and don't. Be cautious, but don't be overcautious. I mean, there's a point where, you know, if this guy is really as good as what he appears to be, it, you know, there's no guarantees in life. So it no. certainly is worth taking the risk, but don't jump into it. No, and that's what I, I don't want to jump into, it, and that's what I tell him. But he is a little pushy. But you mm-hmm. know, after two, three years of being friends, he says, "I know what I want, and I want you." And he does say that, you know, he goes, "You know, I'll let you take the, your time. You know, just take your time." Then he, then we we're supposed to go down last, uh, supposed to go down last weekend, and something happened with my daughter, so I didn't go down there. And then when I called him up and told him, he goes, "Well, you know, you can go ahead and just bring some stuff down." that you don't use right now, you just keep at the house. And I'm thinking, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Move half your stuff down there. Well, well, he's anxious. He's attached. I mean, the bonding is clear. And, yeah, so and you know, Hope, the one, the one thing I want to say about it is, though, that, um, you know, I, I know you're afraid, and I know you don't want to rush into it, and I, I don't want to, I don't want you to either. But try to express to him that, you know, it, he, he's waited two and a half or three years already. Give you the breathing space here because you need to feel comfortable with it. Otherwise, you're going to sabotage it with yeah. your own fears. Yeah, and I'm just scared that if I do just go with him and move down there, that I might not be as far along in a relationship as he is. And I don't want to disappoint him or him think, you know. And we've talked about this, and he keeps on saying, okay, it's fine. I'll give you time. You know, it's worth yeah. it. But then well, take the time the- then, and you're going to yeah. know. Without a doubt, you're going to know. Call us back another, you know, call us back in a month or so. Go down there. Enjoy yourself this weekend. Let us know how it goes, um, and I'll be happy to give you an update. 
right. All right. All right. Take care. Hope. Good luck. Next caller is Carol. Carol wants Hi, to know Carol. the motorcycle <laughs> run for charity benefit Memorial Day will go well. Okay. Carol. Yes. Hi. Hi. So tell us just a little bit about this motorcycle run. We're not, not where it is, but what exactly is it that you're doing so, so I can tell you what I feel. Well, what we're going to do is we're having somebody passed away, and we're going to put it, you know, we're going to have a memorial run for them, but the money's going to charity. Um, I just have to ask you, do you know a Roger? No. Um, some, somehow that name, keep it in mind, somehow it's going to play an important place in your life. And I, I don't know how or where, but it's coming through so strongly around you. Um, I do feel it's going to be successful. Um, I do, I'm, I'm hearing that um, radio. So contact radio stations if you don't have radio stations already involved. Um, I, and I feel you have the potential of even having a local radio station on site or broadcasting or something of that nature. I feel it's going to go well for you. Okay. All right, now I have so another this question. Is someone who died uh, on the motorcycle, someone was killed and you're having a benefit for him? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that, uh, what would, what's your fear that, like, what could not go well? Well, I just don't know. I I have a lot of fears. I guess it's maybe outrageous. I just want it to go well, and you know, because we're working really hard on it. And um, I I don't know. I just was wondering about it. All right. So you had another question, also? Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> person. Listen, I, there's a gentleman that's interested in me. His name's Dan, but I'm not sure. If that's the right move or not, what do you think? Well, I can't tell you what's right for you or not right for you. Um, you know, I, I, it, it ask me a, a, a specific question: Is does this have potential? I mean, I can't tell you if it's right for you or not. I mean, does it have potential? Do you think it has potential? See, this is the thing. This person that died, I, you know, I was dating this gentleman for quite some time. And because of the death, I'm afraid of being attached to anybody because I don't ever want to go through that grief again, mm-hmm. you know. And I know it might sound outlandish, but it's not something you actually get over. No, no, it, it doesn't sound outlandish at all. Uh, when you lose a person, especially so suddenly through an accident, it, it's unexpected. Uh, does this other person you're, you're uh, dating, does he have uh, sort of a wild lifestyle, the same as, as the motorcycle? No, not really, not really. Okay, so that, that, that's a point in your favor, that he's not as likely to die or die suddenly. Wow. You, you know, know that's something to keep in mind, the security aspect. Uh, the more reckless somebody's lifestyle uh you know, maybe they have a lot of fun, but it does carry a higher level of risk. Carol, I, I, I mean, I definitely agree, you know, with what Dr. Cirillo was saying. You know, from a psychic perspective, Dan's energy feels, um, you know, he feels sincere. He feels like a decent guy. Um, you know, I, it's not coming through like, oh, this is going to be, you know, the soulmate of your life and that this is going to be the most spectacular relationship you've ever been in. It's not coming through as that, but it's coming through with 
potential for you to have a nice time. And, you know, I feel you're not healed enough to really be able to, um, not just from a perspective of not wanting to lose again, but I feel there's a lot of doors and walls up around you right now that are going to prohibit you from really letting loose enough to even have a good time in a relationship or to trust anybody in a relationship. So I feel you're not, you know, from my perspective, I feel I, I have concerns that you may not be ready, but I feel if you allow Dan into your life, um, even going slow, you know, starting with a, you know, a friendship and seeing where it really goes, I feel it will be extremely rewarding for you. Okay. Um, but I want to ask Dr. Cirillo, what would you suggest, you know, I'm just feeling she's not ready, so is there anything you, you could suggest that would help her through this, this process to learn how to, you know, deal with all her fears? Well, she has to let herself grieve, but, you know, she also has to remind herself that if somebody has a more laid-back kind of secure lifestyle, they're less likely to die suddenly, but one of the you know, either a relationship ends, which can be almost as painful as losing a person, or when a couple are together, unless you you both die together, one person is eventually going to cross over to the other side, as we say, and maybe the psychic connection with, uh, you know, with your ex is, is something that you need that he, you know, to, to ask him to help you to, to get on with this new relationship because he would want you with somebody else that was a person and good for you. And that, that's what you've got to focus on, but that just because something happened once, there was a reason why it happened, it doesn't mean that it's any more likely to happen again, especially if his lifestyle is different. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Who is our next caller? Our next caller is Leslie. Um, And Leslie is going through some marital problems and wants to know if she should work it out. Okay. Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Leslie, are you there? Uh, I'm sorry. I actually pressed mute. (laughs) Oh, okay. Leslie? Leslie? Yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the show. I could be better, but I'm doing okay. All right. So tell us what's going on. Um, I've been having some problems um, the past probably six or seven months with me and my husband. Nothing big, like no fighting, no nothing. Um, but he's kind of said that he's done and he doesn't think that we can go through with this marriage anymore. Um and he's actually living at a buddy's house right now, and he comes over the past two or three days. He's been calling a lot. He's came over, and he's borrowed my vehicle, and he's been, I mean, just not the same person. Like, he went and changed my oil. He put filled my car up in gas, and it's just kind of a confusing kind of thing. So, um, But he still says that he's done. He wants a divorce. So I'm just kind of seeing what you see happening in the next few months. I mean, will he go through with a divorce or will we end up working things out? What is his first name? Scott. Scott. Okay. Um, And I'm just scanning his energy because I feel a big chunk of him, like 90% really believes that the relationship is done. I mean, he really, truly does. 
Um, that little 10% is what is more or less intriguing me, and that's the side of him that I'm trying to read. Um, you know, I- I'm going to say right now it feels to me that he's going to want to proceed with this divorce, but, and this is the big but with this, um, that 10% in him, and this is where free choice comes in, but that 10% of, you know, of hesitation or doubt or whatever it is may creep up and may open a door for you. When I look forward, and I'm being honest with you, the most likely probability is that he's going to want to move forward with the divorce. There's that 10% that, again, is showing me, and it's coming through with hope. It really, really is coming through with hope. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a straight shooter when it comes to stuff like this, that if I don't feel it, I'm going to tell you yes or no. And this one has that little glimmer of hope, but it's not coming through strong. You know, you don't feel like um, you guys hate each other or you guys don't, don't feel vindictive or, or hurtful towards each other, but he does feel done. That 90% of him just feels it feels totally flat. I mean, the main reason why I'm confused is, like I said, he's calling every day. He's coming over every day. Um, today and yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, he got off the phone. He was like, all right, bye. I love you. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Mm. Yeah. Why is he being like the first so time nice? I was like, is this exactly. or is it, now that, is it now that, you know, one reason sometimes somebody's being so nice is, you know, if this is a bad explanation, but if they decided they wanted a divorce, they're trying to be nice to you, do everything for you so that you'll give them what they want. But the other thing is, sometimes when somebody's married, when you live with somebody, you show your worst side. Now that he's out of the house, it sounds like he's trying to show his good side and he wants to be a good man. That's that 10% that Lady Fontaine talked about. He wants to be helpful. He wants to be a good husband. But did he somehow feel inadequate in the sense of uh, being able to do his duties as a husband and that he wasn't right for marriage? You know, was that the issue? Um, well, he just said before, um, he actually, he was deployed because he's in the Army. Um, and he was actually deployed, got injured. And he just recently came back within this last week. Um, but before he left, we were kind of having a little bit of issues, and he was saying that we fought, or not fought, but we argued and I nagged too much is what he said. And he said that he just doesn't think that he can go through with it anymore. And um, the last seven months since he left, because he left at the beginning of October, it's about six, seven months. Um, like, I've done so much soul searching, and I've just, there's so much that I realized that, man, I really was like this looking back. Why couldn't I have seen this before? And, I mean, there's people around me that have been around me for a while that have even seen a big change in me since he's been gone. And it's just kind of trying to, I mean, without trying to force him, or I haven't told him exactly how I feel. Because, I mean, I don't want to start any arguments and I don't want to get hurt. I just kind of let things go as they are. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's a part of me that's also trying to get him to see the, I guess, new me. But it's just, it's hard and it's kind of confusing at the same time. Cause you like, in other words, you've made him. positive changes in his absence and he's made positive changes in his absence. And maybe the two of you can uh, get together again with uh, your new realizations of what you did wrong. 
and try to work on things? Is that what you want to do? Oh, I I would love to reconsider. So, so maybe he would too. I mean, that's something. Have you have the two of you gone to a council maybe to talk about? You know, should we should we give it another shot or should we? You know, is it over? Well, I or? did mention that to him two days ago, and he said, "No, I'm not going to counseling. I'm done." Mm, but okay. then he keeps calling me. Like last okay. night, he called me at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just sitting here, and." fixing to go to bed, and then he, like, got silent, and he wasn't talking. I was like, well, I'm getting off the phone. He was like, why? I was like, okay, well, he, you know, he's got, <laughs> you, you're going to have to tell him, look, at some point, you know, there's a little while to get used to being back and to get over. I don't know how much you said he got injured. He might have been traumatized. Maybe he needs to deal with that, with his own issues. But at some point, you know, you're going to have to know what his intentions are. Mm-hmm. And and if one of you is going to have to make a move. Maybe you give it a little uh, few months. Uh, certainly, since there's the factor of his deployment and his injury, and and then you decide what to do with the relationship. But you seem to want it. You've made changes, and on some level, he's acting the like a lot more of a gentleman coming over, changing your oil, taking care of things. So the other thing that I was. I was going to see if y'all see, I mean, like you said, you, you kind of see the 90% he's done, but you see the 10% where there's still hope. And um, I was kind of thinking, oh, before he even deployed, before all this even started, I was actually thinking about maybe having a third child. So, I mean, I mean, do you see anything with that? Um, with him, you mean? Yes. Well, you know, first you guys sort of have to get back on track before that would even be a... Uh, of, yeah. of, of, of potential. It's not coming through as a no by any means. I, I, I'm not getting a no, but I'm not getting a yes either on it. Okay. Um, let me let me say this to you that I kind of don't want you, you know, opening any doors here. Let him, you know, take a step back and let him, since he's being more forthcoming now saying that he loves you or something, things of that nature and doing things for you, just let him do it without you saying that you want more or um, talking about going to a marriage counselor or anything of that nature. Just see where where this takes you. No matter how I look at his energy, when you were talking to Dr. Cirillo, I was like looking at him inside and out, and it just feels to me he's convincing himself. He's going. He's working hard to convince himself that it's over. That 10% in him is what's drawing him back towards you. This is where free choice comes in. I mean, in what this is what I call going through a process. You know, he has the choice to allow that 10% to, you know, build into more. But what I feel he keeps doing is Scott feels to me he keeps pushing it down. He'll let it sort of flourish for a moment and react in a certain way, but then it's almost as soon as you bite, he pushes it back down. So that's why I don't want you biting. I want you just to let him do his thing right now and don't have any expectations if that's possible. Um, that 10% could grow into more. Right now it's not showing itself as, as more than 10%, but he feels to me that he could be extremely stubborn. And when he makes up his mind with something, he it's almost like he has to be right. He doesn't. It feels to me he doesn't back down from things easily. Is that true? Yes. And that's a big chunk of what's going on here. 
So I mean, you he, don't see like another girl in the picture with him, do you? No, I do not. Right okay. now, I do not. All right. All right. I didn't well, think so, but no, I absolutely don't. Give him time and just back back off a little bit. You may see a big a big difference. You know, give us a call back in a few weeks and let us know what's going on. I will. Thank you very much. Good luck Thank to you. you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Um, wow, we really had some great callers tonight. We really did, yeah. and I don't know. I guess we don't have time to take any more, do we? Um, if you don't want me to do any closing announcements, <laughs> you can take another. <laughs> well, I'll leave that up to Dr. Cirillo. What do you want to do? You want to try to squeeze in one more call? How much time do we have? Uh, uh, we would have about five minutes. Uh, squeeze in one more call. Yeah, let's do it. I think we should do okay. it. That's my right. intuition. All right, go ahead. Ooh. All right, we've got Lainey here. She has an upcoming marriage in a couple months. Hi, Lainey. Hi, Lainey. Cool. We've got to make time for you. Okay. <laughs> What's going on, Lainey? Um, I just I said I'm having a lot of cold feet about the whole thing, and I've been dating. I've been dating him for almost ten years, and now that I'm like finally engaged and everything, I think I'm just kind of like I think maybe I lost interest. I'm not sure. It's just I'm not feeling the same spark. As I did didn't before. Didn't think this event would ever happen, and now it's happened finally after ten yeah. years. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, okay, that's great. <laughs> and so I don't know if I should go forward because well, my brother keeps telling me that he goes, your head's on. He call, as he puts it, my head's on a swivel. I'm looking at I'm not necess- I'm not cheating on him or anything. I'm just I'm noticing other men like, oh, he's cute or oh, he's cute, and he thinks it's possibly because maybe I have issues or I don't know. He kind of yelled at me today. So I'm just trying to figure out maybe what my, what's, what I should be doing because I have no idea. What is your fiance's first name? Paul. Paul. Uh All right. Dr. Cirillo, do you want to talk to her a little bit and then I'll give you you my opinion? During the 10 years that you were together, were you dating other men or were you exclusive? Exclusive. Okay, so then you really now you're saying all of a sudden that you're you feel like a little bit trapped, like this is the point of no turning back. But it sounds like you've been exclusive. You've been in a committed relationship for ten years, which is more than some people can say for a marriage. So now you know I don't. I think you have to view it just as another continuation of the process. You seem to be seeing it as too radically different if you're going to be moving in together. Is that an issue? Are you living together or are you living apart? We're living apart. Okay, so maybe it's the issue of having to live together and be around each other all the time. Is that the issue? Because you're really you're saying you haven't been with other men. You know, that hasn't been a real issue. He's been enough for you and you've been enough for him. Right, and I think it's just, I I think you're right. I think it's just that next step that makes it permanent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't really run away if I so thought I should or something. And I'm not saying I want to because I don't, but it's just schedule some time for yourself. I think that's important. Some people need more time alone, even if they're with somebody they love. And it's not so much that you want to run away from him, but maybe you're afraid now of having to be in each other's. Uh, space all the time and you don't have to do that you know make sure there are some legitimate things that you need to do that that will give you some time apart okay and he might feel the same way too well he's been he's begun he started being more affectionate which is 
not like him because he's not the most affectionate person, which I like that he's being more affectionate, mm-hmm. but it's throwing me off because I'm like, well, I don't want you to touch me. I don't, I'm not attracted to you right now. Just leave me alone. So, mm, well, that's not a positive sign for somebody who's going to end up getting married. But, but, you know, the energy between you and Paul, to me, feels like it has a lot of potential. You know, uh, I feel you guys have been together for so long, it's like an old relationship. Um, but I honestly feel if you guys walked away from each other right now, you would both have a tremendous amount of regrets. My gut feeling is, Lainey, this is something you have, not you have to, but you, you, somewhere within you, I do feel this is something that you almost have to allow yourself to experience to know if it was right or wrong. If you walk away now, you're always going to wonder. You are. I mean, the energy between the two of you, I feel Paul is flexible. I feel he will work with you with things. Um, I feel the one thing that concerns me about the relationship is I'm not feeling a lot of great communication between the two of you. So if you guys sort of, well, I mean, it's a 10-year-old relationship, but if you guys sort of shut down and not really talking a lot because I don't feel that open, you know, that openness in the relationship anymore. Okay. I mean, is it there? Or it, it, it is, but in a lot of things, I don't. I like to not say a lot of things sometimes because I feel like I might hurt his feelings if I tell him how I really feel. But I know that I do have to tell him, or you know, things could suffer. So I try to open up. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I feel for the success of the relationship, you both have to really learn how to be more open and more expressive with things. My gut feeling is you're going to go through with this marriage, um, and I don't feel it's going to—I I don't feel it's going to be a bad thing. He feels to me that he will work hard at this relationship. Um, the only thing that concerns me is that you're—you feel so flat with the relationship right now. But my gut feeling is, um, like Dr. Cirillo was saying, you feel trapped and you're feeling—you know—almost as if you have to get in, like almost like a last fling before you you know, almost to weigh it with and measure it against so you'll know for sure that this is something good. Yeah. And that wouldn't be a fair measure anyway because a fling with somebody you just met or that you knew a short period of time isn't the same as a 10-year relationship. This is enduring and, you know, this is this is something that has proven itself over time. I just want to interrupt because we only have about 30 seconds left. So oh, I'm sorry. Lady Fontaine, oh. if you want to you know, finish with her or say something to Emma, um, so I just want to warn you. Um, okay, Lainey, um, we only have like 10 seconds left, so I, I feel you, you know, do what you feel is the right thing for you, but if you stay in the relationship, I feel that you're going to get some rewards out of this. Okay, thank you very much. All right, you're very welcome. Thank you. Um, listeners, we don't have much time, so have a wonderful week. Stay tuned for Frank Tadero's The Invisible World. Give us a call. Um, I'm going to find the number, but we're probably going to be got, get cut off before. Um, 718-508-9285. See you back here next week. Good night, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.